And now for something completely different. Welcome to Shout Out. Out of the closet and into your ears. And live from Lockdown Studios, another edition of Shout Out. This week, the Hadaya 5 and Ramadan. Steph speaks to Rob Kyle about the connections between being queer and spiritual. And we chat with Claire Lowe from Wigan the Box Promotions about virtual drag shows. All coming today, right here on Shout Out. So hello, welcome to another show from lockdown. Hello, uh, radio wife, how are you? But that's you, Steph. Oh, it's me. You got well. There's there's two other radio wives here for you. Well, yeah, I'm a bit I'm a bit kind of like um, outnumbered this week, aren't I? Hello, Rose. Hello there. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Yeah, it's like a sort of radio harem of wives we've got today. No, really not. Really not. Hello, Hans. Well, I, actually, I couldn't couldn't I would, cope with that. <laughs> I would be a husband, as in a wife and a wife and a husband, because I'm non-binary. Yeah, so have a okay. Husband and a two wives. I've yes. never True. heard that phrase before. I made it up. You're welcome. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Do you take me, Andy, to be your husband? <laughs> uh, no. Okay. <laughs> Love you to bits, but no. I've got a husband. That's all I can cope with. This. <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing this evening, Andy? I'm very good, uh, very good. So it's nice that the, uh, it's gone a bit cold again with the, with the mm. weather. It was lovely uh, the long weekend. Did you all have a nice long weekend? Did you enjoy oh, the sunshine? Yes. I know we're all a bit stuck indoors, but it was nice to have the heat, wasn't it? Mm. Oh, lovely! I went on a very long cycle actually. On yeah. Monday, I think it was the Saturday. I cycled up. I live in Cheltenham. For the listeners who don't know, I cycled up into the hills of Cheltenham taking the sights of spring little lambs gambling along <laughs> trees in blossom Wonderful. Oh, very nice <laughs> that area is so nice between Cheltenham and Stroud is lovely yeah yeah lots of lots of nice but there's quite a few hills I did get a bit uh, tired out but it was all right well, it's good good to hear you're getting your exercise too it's still important yes, so, yes absolutely um, if you missed it we spoke to James uh, a couple of weeks ago who was running his gym virtually online oh yeah I saw that quite yeah. quite interesting we're, we're still waiting for the video of him and his cowboy hat and, and speedos <laughs> which he promised he'd do for shout outs so this is ready we'll let you know <laughs> So, um, and talking of um, um, exercise, um, I saw on Facebook that Hans, you've got the hula hoops out again. Yes, I have. Hula hoops. Well, that, that's a crisp, isn't it? That's not what I mean. <laughs> well, I, I sometimes have them for an after hooping snack. Um, um, oh, in fact, maybe it'd be a good advert to hoop whilst eating hula hoops. Um, oh. Yeah, Ooh, that could be a dare for you. Yeah, Crunchy and swingy at the same time. Yeah. You know me. Um, yeah, I've been hooping with three hoops at once. Wow. Um, so, Amazing. yeah, I, I pushed it a bit too far the other day. Had a, had a slight uh, injury, so took three oh. days off, but I'm back at it again. So I don't recommend hula hooping with five kilograms of uh, weight around um, you. What, what about you, Steph? How's the lifting the cup of tea going to keep you fit? Um, I, I'm building muscles and I'm going to sue somebody if I get my muscles back it took me years to get rid of them um, <laughs> but, but I am taking the dogs for a good 40-45 minute walk um, 
around the estate, which is uh, which is nice. We're lucky we got Aztec West Estate, which is usually very quiet and is is landscaped and and is is very tranquil. It's nice. Mm. Yeah, I'm yeah. lucky. I've got St George's Park. However, I have started to do voices for closed. the wildlife. No, it's it's it stayed open. Um, but what they did at one point was they sort of closed the front off and then realised that's not what they were meant to have done. It was just the car park. So they've oh. got police patrolling, um, making sure people aren't sitting down or lying down, and and just making sure that you know if people are there, they're keeping an eye that they're doing a circuit. Um, yeah. They haven't they haven't told me off for doing voices for pigeons yet. So you know I'm, <laughs> I'm happy. So, well, of course, I mean exercise is important, but obviously the the lockdown's there for a reason too. So uh, um, if you are out, do stick to the government guidelines and uh, and don't stop. So um, now, very packed show coming up, isn't it? Um, yes. Very packed. Tell us what's going on today. Uh, well, all all sorts. We're we're um, you, you spoke to. Um, Oh, what's the name of the chap you spoke to, Steph? Robert Kyle, um, and he's a Buddhist, and he's going to be talking to us about the link that he's found um, between being queer and spiritual. Mm. And we also Um, spoke to a good friend of the show, Claire, didn't we? Um, We did, talking about virtual drag. Yeah, really interesting. Mm. Um, uh, One one to uh, wait for, that one. Um, But right now, though, um, it's time to catch up with Hidaya, who I believe this week, well, you, you know... You They're talking a, um, about Ramadan. Yeah, so uh, so uh, have a listen to this. Uh, we'll be back in a minute. My five on shout out. Hello, my name is Mubin, and I'm from Hidayah. I'm here to talk to you about Ramadan and what it means to me. Uh, Ramadan is a special month, first of all. Um, it's the ninth month in the Islamic calendar. It's one of the pillars of Islam. It's where the first verses of the Quran were revealed. Um, and people fast from dawn to dusk, which basically means that they can't eat or drink. There's an extra emphasis on prayer, purity, spirituality and charity during the month. Some people are also excluded from uh, fasting For example, children or pregnant women, people with underlying health conditions, etc. And they all look forward to celebrating Eid, um, which is at the end of the month. So what does Ramadan mean to me? Um, For me, Ramadan is more of a feeling. um, It's a feeling of walking into my parents' kitchen at 2am and seeing a whole meal kind of being prepared uh, for us to eat. Um, it's the smells of that month. It's the conversations I, I had with my siblings uh, during that time with my parents. Um, and that's kind of carried on forward. I mean, as I've got on older, um, that's changed slightly. The focus is, you know, um, more on the on the practical elements of, of Ramadan. Um, but um, I still get to experience that community feeling with my family and... Um, that means um, that I can focus on, um, you know, what I eat, what I drink, and talk about the the aspects of uh, my life that I can improve by uh, doing these acts. So how has it changed in this period? I mean, I lived in the Middle East for over five years, and I have to say that uh, it's the first time I saw the commercialization of Ramadan. I mean, uh, the way that uh, the supermarkets uh, display food, drinks. 
anything in the supermarket to sell during this month was incredible. I mean, I didn't know how much Vimto, for example, was sold in the Middle East, but literally a whole year's worth of selling happens within Ramadan of Vimto. Everybody has it. It's it's a very uh, popular drink um, for many families, and everywhere you go, you could you can have a, a glass of Vimto when you can eat and drink. Um, which was incredible. Um, at the same time, the commercialization of TV, for example, lots of uh, series and thirty-day uh, kind of shows um, air during this time, and um, people choose to kind of spend that time uh, watching with their families and again connecting with their community, etc. Um, so that commercial aspect um, has uh, I've become more aware of it. Uh, but at the same time, for me, I mean, it's moved away from the focus of food and drink and more in the terms of kind of spirituality it's a space that I choose to be quiet uh, choose to kind of go inwards and reflect and think about spirituality and kind of spend that time alone unfortunately as well for me in particular I've stopped uh, going to um, many gatherings during Ramadan so I don't go to many invites to meals breaking fast meals um, I do go to a few and of course I do go to my parents as well um, but uh, I've chosen to kind of be more quieter uh, during Ramadan because you know I'm, I'm, I'm already quite busy during, throughout the year going and meeting friends and you know having food etc so I choose this, this, these moments to be very quiet and connect inwards being LGBT and our relationship with Ramadan so um I think this is a unique, a very unique space. I mean, uh, within the LGBT community, I know that they have, and I have experienced a lot of love um, in Ramadan. I mean, lots of space is created to be able to break fast together um, and have that sense of community. Um, there's, there's, there's that aspect of it which I've seen, but I've also seen, sadly, the aspect of people being ostracised from their communities and not being able to participate of things that they've been doing or practising since as a child. Um, I think there's an, an, uh, an exaggerated kind of feeling of um, family and community during this period. So people that are not in touch with their the LGBT Muslim community that are not in touch with their families. Um, so this is a very heightened kind of uh, time of the year, very sensitive time of year. Um, and there are groups like Hedaya, um that are um, there to, to, to support uh, people during this time. Um, whether that's through conversation, whether that's an invite to a meal, whether that's just to have um, a space for people to discuss these particular matters. So what are we hoping for for Ramadan this year? Um, interestingly, we have been speaking a lot about it since the quarantine period has started, um, since the lockdown started in the UK with our members at Hidayah. And um, we are going to uh, schedule some calls, some video calls, uh, where people can kind of uh, share their feelings and thoughts about Ramadan, but also break fast with each other. Um, there's also a spirituality um, segment of these of these calls where people would want to talk more about um, religion and faith and what it means to them, etc. So we're going to be facilitating those, but at the same time. Uh, from a personal point of view, I, as I said before, um, 
it's time for me to be quiet and go inward. So I'm looking forward to spending more time kind of meditating and um, focusing on kind of um, reconnecting to myself. So thank you. And I shall hopefully be telling you more about Eid um, next month. If you have a story you could tell in five minutes, get in contact. Visit us online at shoutoutradio.lgbt. Shout out. LGBT radio for you. The Shout Out Podcast. This is Shout Out News on Thursday the 16th of April. The Board of Trustees of LGBT Muslim Network Hadaya are looking to a time after coronavirus when they will again be able to organise and arrange events. They report a major development. We are so pleased to announce that after a long and rigorous journey, our Board of Trustees put together a detailed and thorough application to the Charity Commission and as a result, Hadaya has been awarded to become a registered charity. They go on to say the approval of our application and the recognition of our work as a charitable body will enable us to expand all that we currently do to help support as many LGBTQIA plus Muslims whilst ensuring our internal structures and systems adhere to the Charity Commission's rules and regulations. We look forward to progressing with our aims and objectives and taking our place as a new addition to the UK's thriving charity sector. Adair are staying connected with their supporters throughout the country's lockdown and regardless of your faith, the top tips Hadea have published on their website suggesting things to do, books to read and podcasts to listen to are a source of inspiration to all of us. Have a look at their website to help see you through the next few weeks. These are difficult times for community print media serving various minority groups and therefore it is of interest to LGBTQ media watchers that two of the great institutions of the Jewish community media in the UK, the Jewish Chronicle and Jewish News, have come together to propose a merger after both titles were threatened with closure in a climate made much worse by the rigours of the coronavirus pandemic. The Chronicle has been in regular production since 1841, making it an early example of community media in Britain. Richard Ferrers, writing in the Jewish News, which was also about to go under this week, said, Newspapers, especially communal ones, aren't like any other business. They are immeasurably more than profit and loss. They are the heartbeat of those who read them. They are where lives are charted, good times celebrated and bad times shared. When a newspaper dies, part of the community it served, often for a century or more, dies too. The proposed new joint title is being assessed by the administrators called in by both the Chronicle and the News, and a joint publication is expected to roll off the presses soon. Both the papers in question ran regular articles detailing the lives of LGBTQ Jewish people and made explicit the links between homophobic prejudice and conspiracy-mongering and anti-Semitic sentiment. 
We've often documented how many LGBTQ people are interested in issues such as animal rights, ethics and environment, so it should come as no surprise that one of the top vegan podcasts in the US is hosted by a drag queen. Honey LeBronc's Big Fat Vegan Radio is a weekly uploaded programme to most streaming platforms, has very high production values and features serious discussion on issues around veganism and ecological politics. To meet the demands of an audience wanting serious discussions on the coronavirus pandemic, Dr. Priyamvada Nayak, a specialist in pulmonary medicine, has joined Honey on recent additions to elaborate on frontline staff news from the fight against the pandemic. The podcast is intense but highly informative. In one recent episode, Honey and Nayak looked at wider issues and one of the proverbial elephants in the room when it comes to this current disease. Namely, if people didn't eat meat and treat animals as they do, then the likelihood of this illness infecting humans would have been greatly reduced. You can tune to the podcast once weekly at bigfatveganradio.com. And finally, staying with media, we're a little miffed that we have not been selected as an official partner of VampireFreaks.com and somebody else has. Now, to be serious, we are always pleased to promote other enterprises as there is a wide need for alternative podcasts and streaming audio services to meet the needs of our Rainbow Nation. Now, the New Jersey-based store Vampire Freaks is a hotbed, or perhaps cold bed, for goths, punk rockers, new wave music fans, dark wavers, cyber goths, and other subcultural groups. The shop is an easily accessible source of fashion and accessories for people of all genders and sexualities who identify with particular styles of music and fashion. Put briefly, goth and its derivatives emerged in the radical heyday of post-punk idealism and by the early 1980s had established a lively subculture of fanzines, magazines, independent record labels and club nights that championed bands such as The Birthday Party, Red Lorry, Yellow Lorry and Bauhaus. Indeed, the nine-minute 1979 single Bella Lugosi's Dead by Bauhaus is frequently cited as the first bona fide gothic rock release. Over 40 years, goth has been an important subculture and inspired many LGBTQ people too. Its liberal attitude towards sexuality and gender non-conformity has made goth clubs an unofficial extra place for many gay and trans people, whilst the fashions developed as part of the movement have often crossed over with S&M, fetish and cross-dressing scenes. Sometimes goths and related groups are mistreated and stigmatised, and the shocking murder of young goth Sophie Lancaster in 2008 by a group of heterosexual youths underlined how our communities need to support each other. Vampire Freaks has just partnered with the popular gothic radio station Sanctuary Radio, which has been playing underground and alternative music over the web since 1995, making it one of the longest-standing web broadcasters. The listener-supported channel is branching into making web TV as well. Vampire Freaks, meanwhile, also maintain an informative blog on all things gothic, and they're including some top links and tips for having a thoroughly goth quarantine, including links to playlists and gothic literature classics. For these news stories and more, visit our website at shoutoutradio.lgbt. For Shoutout News, this has been Terry Starr and Hans Peregrine. Shout out news, national and international LGBT news for you. Shout out LGBT radio for you. The Shout Out podcast. Now we've dealt with 
different religions and the LGBTQ community many times over the years on Shoutout, mainly because it's quite interesting to see how, because most religions are quite prejudicial against the LGBTQ community. That's not to say there's not Christian or Muslim queer people, because there obviously are. Um, But what I found, though, over the years is that queer people tend to be drawn to either paganism or spiritualism in in, in all its forms or or one of its forms. I'm joined by Robert Kyle, um, who's looked into this. And uh, Robert, you're a a Buddhist. I am. um, I've been practicing Buddhism for... Uh, coming up to about 20 years, I, I practice a form of Buddhism called Bon, um, which is essentially one of the oldest forms of Buddhism. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, yeah. What is, um, what, what's the difference between the, the Buddhism as it exists now and, um, and, and the ancient version well, there are, there are five different schools of Buddhism, and essentially Bon is known as the oldest school of Buddhism, um, and it has a lot of animism within it. Um, now, animism means that we see nature and the world around us alive and full of spirit. Is that a similar thing to seeing auras around people? Um... I mean that's part of. I mean that 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 that's part of it. I think you know when we kind of talk about animism, um, certainly kind of in a Western context, where we're looking at aspects say like, like of paganism, and you know kind of under the pagan umbrella you have um, Wicca, witchcraft, druidry, shamanism, all of those sorts of spiritualities which have emerged over the past about sixty years. Now, looking more generally at um, spiritualism itself and um, and queer people, now have you found the same as I found that a lot of queer people tend to lean towards spiritualism? Yeah, I, I have, and I think it's a lot to do with the fact that spirituality um, or the different brands of spirituality, whatever they are, they they tend to allow a platform. to explore yourself within and I would actually go as far as actually kind of almost saying that you kind of find a place of freedom I mean religions on the whole tend to want to control whereas spirituality tends to lean towards a much more free aspect of the freeing up of yourself and that's one of the reasons why I think LGBTQ people fall you know um, lean towards these these more alternative religions because they embrace um, many aspects of gender, um, which I think is really fascinating. Because when you actually start looking at, um, you know, um, spiritualities around the world, I mean, just for example, the Native American spirituality. You I was know, just about to bring that up actually, because uh, they're probably the leaders yeah. in spiritualism and accepting all genders. They were well in front of where we are now. Absolutely. And they just kind of realized that kind of we're just not made up of, you know, just a, 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 just this binary idea, you know, we're made up of many different colors. Um, and, you know, it's a much more, I think, progressive way of actually seeing humanity and seeing people kind of, you know, living in, in, in societies. Mm. 
And I guess to to maybe a lesser extent of spiritualism, but the Greeks and the Romans also were very, very open to being queer or trans. Yeah, yeah, they were. And they certainly kind of had, you know, deities which kind of, um, you know, supported that. And then, you know, we have our own homegrown spiritualities here. I mean, you know, we have, you know, Druidry, which is an ancient form of spirituality, which actually has emerged in kind of what we now call modern Druidry or Neo-Druidry. And then we've got modern-day shamanism and you have Wicca and witchcraft. And these are just new um, emerging spiritualities in our culture which allow people to connect to um, nature and connect to themselves. Now, going back to um, Native American Indians, do you feel that Christianity and Islam actually took us steps back? Because it was the Europeans that um, went around raping, pillaging the planet, taking over religions and saying you must be a Christian by using the literally the fear of God um, or killing them if they didn't change their religion. Do you think that those modern religions, inverted commas modern, um, actually took away the freedom the, uh, that the LGBTQ community had? I think, um, I think it's interesting when you get those kind of the big religions, because when you actually go back into kind of the histories of them, they were much more accepting of different aspects of, of human nature as they became more powerful, certainly controlled a hell of a lot more by men. A lot more control came into them. We think all religions and all spiritualities come from a point of ultimately unconditional love. Because, I mean, if you actually strip away Christianity and all the kind of stuff which has kind of happened within it over the past, what, you know, 2,000 years, you know, Christianity is ultimately a religion of, of love. But... It is, but man has, seems to but have twisted that and got absolutely. hold of it and used, used it for their own ends. For their own ends. And that's what happens when actually religions become powerful. You know, when we kind of look at spirituality in all of its different aspects, I mean, you, I mean, one of the reasons why I got involved in the more alternative aspects of spirituality was because of just my respect and my love of the planet. And, and nature. With climate change, which we have happening in the world now, the current pandemic we have, all of these things have actually come about because of our abuse, the, the environment and the abuse of nature. I think when you actually start to look at living a more kind of spiritual way of life, I think you start living in accordance with the rhythms and the seasons of nature, which allow you to then start having respect for the, the world we live in. You know, because the world actually gives us everything we need to eat. It gives us the air to breathe. It gives us water to drink. It gives us shelter and gives us community. Mankind abuses it. We take from nature. We rip the earth and we take stuff out of it. We cut down forests. We pollute the air. And essentially, from a Buddhist perspective, if you create chaos in that way, there is karma. It's going to come back and haunt you. And yeah, so... Maybe it has already. Absolutely. Very, very, very much. So I think, you know, what all of these modern spiritualities do is they allow you to kind of live a much more holistic way and a much more holistic life, you know, because they teach, they teach things like meditation, you know, and meditation certainly is, is just about being quiet within, 
you know, living in a much more peaceful way towards, you know, your environment and towards the people you meet. The modern pagan religions have a lot of ritual in them. And all of those rituals within are all set up around the turning seasons of the year. So each time you do a ritual, you're doing it so that you are aligning yourself to the different aspects of the wheel of the year, which is turning. So I think all of this, all of these ideas of spirituality are, they're kind of ways which allow us to connect with actually the, the world around us in a very holistic and a very healing way. Do you think that's something to do with the mindset of most LGBTQ people, that we lean towards spiritualism and being at one with the planet and sending out love? Yeah, I think also kind of, you know, most LGBTQ people, you know, have had to um, have had some degree of suffering in their life. And I think all of those sorts of things um, awaken you. They awaken something within you which actually then starts to question the institutions, you know, question the world we live in. Therefore, you are going to be more open and the more open you become, the more curious you become and the more you want to explore different aspects of of life and yourself so robert we must end it there i'm afraid thank you so much and hopefully we can catch up with you again yeah it'd be lovely to and um, it's always great to talk to you thank you robert thank you shout out lgbt radio for you the shout out podcast there you go uh where were you by the mend so what are your ones steph that one it was yes that's a good h and h classic that one uh h and h handmaids my ear so now um we're all trying to get used to this lockdown um with a lot of things going from being in person to being online uh we're very kindly joined by claire who's come to talk to us about virtual drag welcome to shout out claire Hi, yeah, lovely to be back, even in this situation. <laughs> well, in a virtual way, isn't it? In a so, virtual way, yeah. yeah. Uh, now, normally we'd be talking to you about like real drag shows, wouldn't we? Yeah, usually. <laughs> um, how on earth does it translate to being virtual? How, how's that worked? How's it been? So, um, the first week of like the lockdown happened, and I had an absolute panic because uh, Wig in a Box became my main source of income last year. Yeah. So. Um, what we did was I managed to start a GoFundMe, which meant that I could pay my performers still. Because the problem with online is it's very hard to charge ticket prices. Yeah. So how I usually pay for a show is that I will get the tickets and that's how I pay you know, my performers. So that started. And then how we've taken it online is there's a lot of Instagram lives happening. And our main shows I'm doing on Twitch, which oh, if right, you don't yeah. know is a game gamers um gay gamers <laughs> i wish matters your sexuality um and it's um it's actually really good for kind of doing the cabaret side of things because it's almost like your own tv channel right so i've done one already which went let's just say with a few hitches <laughs> um, but still very fun um, having to have the host Skype in and it's still got that live element because it's myself and the host having a kind of a bit of a 
chat and the chin wag and then in, introducing our different acts and the acts film their pieces and then we we line them up essentially um, and people are working towards a different theme each time so very much what I've always done but making it online so how, how does it work because obviously normally you get audience interaction and they laugh and the like are, are the audience able to interact or so on twitch there's a live chat feed so right. um usually i i've started doing it so that my i start streaming five minutes before so everyone's there essentially exactly like it is when we're um doing our live shows where everyone's at the bar and going for a wee and all that <laughs> stuff so you give them that time still and then we go live and they can all talk to us while it's going on so while the performances are going on people are still doing the yes and all that stuff still happening it's but, but just that's that's by text is it rather form, than yeah yeah, yeah. cool so so how how's it been learning all the technology an absolute nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not the most tech-savvy person. Um, I've, I know the basics, but I'm not great. And I'm really lucky to have a friend called Jamie who's helped me navigate my way around uh, Twitch, who, who luckily was online and helping me out throughout the last show. Um, but also a lot of the performers... So with Wig in a Box, we've turned it into a whole kind of enterprise. There's something pretty much happening every night. So right. we've got things like... Um, classes happening on people's instagram lives so it has meant that i've started a youtube channel as well so that i can collate all of those things and pop them on youtube so it's so, been a big learning curve <laughs> by, by, no, by it sounds like it, you're really busy claire really yeah. Busy. <laughs> yeah yeah wow. by the end of it we'll have a load of classes so we've got a queen called pom who's been uh doing there are they make clothes um as their day jobs so they've been showing people how to make dresses and things like that um we've got people doing special effects makeup we've got people doing like how to do the perfect drag eyebrows things like that all on their own instagram lives and that it just gets publicized through wig in a box and they all get paid for that from the pot that i've raised with my gofundme um, and then we also have things like we've got, um, I don't know if you know the Queen, Keisha's Lorraine, who is one of my favourites. Um, but Keisha's has started doing, who is a massive Lorraine Kelly fan, has started doing an afternoon with Keisha's Lorraine on a Monday. And it's a fantastic way to start your Monday. Just a really silly, like, daytime TV show with drag queens phoning in. <laughs> and it must be quite good as well, because I mean, one of the big issues with, with lockdown is it's, it's as as it describes itself it's quite isolating mm. um so uh, do, do you get a lot of feedback from the audience you know like saying thank you it's cheered me up and yeah the first show we did the first online show we did i was so stressed out because obviously tech wise like it's even i didn't think there'd be i think i thought that not having the queens right in front of me stressing me out would actually be less of a stress but actually it's more because you've got the technology instead and um everyone was so supportive and so lovely and um yeah just got lots of feedback just you know there's it's like tonight we have a show called dungeons and dragons um which is drag queens doing dungeons and dragons with me as well and a dungeon master and the the first one we did of that got such lovely feedback because everyone feels like they're part of it you know it's 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 also that we're having to you know beam into our front rooms essentially so there's a whole different element to it 
Now, we, we should point out, if you're listening, obviously this is pre-recorded the night before, so the Dungeons & Dragons happens on Wednesdays. It, it does, but yeah. you can watch it still on our Twitch for two weeks, and it will be then uploaded onto the YouTube as well, so there's different ways to watch it. Cool. Okay. So, so and you've got, you've got something coming up on the 18th, Claire, haven't you? Which yeah, is, so uh, the, the 18th is um, Mad Snacks, which is my next full cabaret show. Um I've been really bad with my puns. No one's here to tell me to stop punning. And I've realised that that's probably a bad thing. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, Mad Snacks, play on Mad Max. <laughs> I thought it was getting to that point for a few people, if you've seen those movies. <laughs> um, but we've got a great lineup. We've got t- Bristol Queen, Jessica Jungle. We've got um, Vlad Von Kitsch, who is a king. We've got Romeo De La Cruz, who's a fantastic king, who's a brilliant dancer. Um, Eva Serration, who's a Manchester queen, that does, it, it's probably going to do a fire piece, wow. which will be really exciting. And then we've got um, Lynx Africa, who is a, a singer <laughs> who did a whole set of um, tapes already, um, isolation tapes, which are absolutely hilarious, like a video every day um, with a song about being isolated, which is really funny. So I'm kind of trying to do these lineups so that they just make people smile, really. It's it's just a laugh on a Saturday night, you know, for everyone but me who's there crying because I can't do technology. But <laughs> Fire breathing and dancing. Yeah. These people, and they're doing it in their own homes. They're doing it well. in their <laughs> own homes. They're doing it in their gardens. Yeah, we do it any way we can. <laughs> Please don't try that at home if you're... <laughs> yeah. Um, so if if, um, if people w- want to see the show, how, how do they go about finding it? Are you busy to find on Twitch or...? Yeah, it- so the, the Twitch channel is Wig in a Box Promotions. It's just all one it's all in one word um and you can find us quite easily on there if not um there is the facebook page as well which has got all the details of all the different shows and all the upcoming classes and all those things as well cool yeah, um, i've got to ask one question because obviously i mean lockdown's hopefully not gonna last forever Let's but not. having <laughs> having now got into the virtual thing do you think it's something you carry on after um definitely i was looking at how to make my shows more accessible because I was very aware that Bristol venues aren't very good for um, people with disabilities. We've got a real problem with venues not being very accessible. That's yeah, um, their age, I, isn't it? Yeah, and it's also it's just because we're you know we live in a very hilly city that's got you know old buildings and but. Um, this has definitely made me think that it's a really good way to make what we do more accessible for people. So I definitely will keep up um, elements of it. The Dungeons and Dragons show works way better online, for example, because we were going to do it before this all happened. And then we've realized this is probably a better way to do it. Right. So, yeah, there's there's definite it's definitely made me think in a different way. But it was, you know, it's quite daunting at the start when you work in the industry I work in. Well, you, you get thrust into it and you get thrust into it and suddenly have to learn all the tech don't you but uh, there's that and and just everyone's you know is scared of each other for the fact that all their you know income's gone so it's indeed. trying to get everyone pepped up again to perform and so, well, i think it's brilliant that you put together a crowdfunder for that so they must be very Thank grateful you. for that yeah we've um, s- we've still got that on the go and each friday i give money to a local charity as well so we've raised 1500 so much so far and um each friday i've given money to different charities so I gave some money to Mindline Trans. I gave some money to Brigstow and also to the food banks so far. 
um, and this Friday it will be going to uh, Pride Without Borders. Oh, that's um, brilliant. Just, wow. just a way to kind of keep it in the community because as much as it's in the community of the fact that, you know, I am paying every performer for everything they do, um, it's also at this time, you know, the LGBTQ community is going to be struggling quite a lot. So it's it's um, keeping the wig in a box kind of my kind of agenda alive, really. Cool. Well, listen, well Claire, it's been you, lovely. Claire. It's been lovely to catch up with you. Um, yeah, it's been and, lovely. It's lovely and, to uh, hear your voices. In, yeah, I hope, and you. I hope, hopefully, we can have a cuddle soon. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I hope the events go well. Um, and stay in contact. Don't don't forget to Will keep do. us in the loop as you got more ones uh, coming up. And uh, hopefully, hopefully, we'll be able to come see some real ones. Um, yeah, that would be soon, lovely. So. Um, but for now, uh, stay with us. You're listening to Shout Out. We'll be back in a bit. <laughs> For more information about Shoutout Radio, visit us online at shoutoutradio.lgbt. Shoutout. LGBT Radio for you. The Shoutout Podcast. Uh, Ace of Base, all for you. Yeah, slightly tampered with that version. Oh, is it? Yes. <laughs> like, Steph like with you... her extra musical knowledge. <laughs> yeah, it was well. tampered with by Seventh Heaven. No, yeah. I haven't got any mixing abilities at all no but ah. you do like your dance mixes don't ah, you? she does yeah. I do well my, my whole H&H show is just full of that but yeah, um, yeah. Um, but no good track right. that one talking about um, things to do because we're now into the fourth week of lockdown well for some uh, of you some of us have been in it a bit longer than that you have yeah. but you actually you want, went down with it you and Carl yeah but um, I lucky I think I've kept away from it um, I hope um, everybody does, if I'm honest. Um, yeah, but well, maybe the vi- the vaccine will be out at the end of the year, hopefully. Who knows, who knows. But, yeah, yeah. suggestions of what to do. Yeah, um, I guess most people need a bit of exercise in their life. Um, so that's either going for a walk, or if you're lucky enough to have some bit of gym equipment in the house, you maybe get that in the garden, considering the weather's so mm-hmm. nice. Mm-hmm. Um, if you haven't got a dog, that doesn't stop you. Getting just borrow someone pack. else's <laughs> yeah <laughs> I don't think that's a lag yeah. it's all fine actually I will say I will say something I saw on a walk the other day on the hill um, a weasel which I've never seen in my life oh. well apparently what, nature's kind of coming a lot back into um, urban places because yeah. of course we're, we're not out because we're all in lockdown and people are mm. seeing all kinds of animals that they wouldn't yeah normally yeah. which is uh, yeah. brilliant yeah i would a say fox, a, yeah a, a fox. fox was right it was only feet away from me and didn't even yeah. run away yeah it's weird isn't it i reckon the cars kind of scare them normally did you shower <laughs> did Sorry, i shower chef. what the fox <laughs> <laughs> i just wonder why it got close to you was it <laughs> <laughs> I was actually actually talking to my brother about things Um, he's um, an athlete and I enjoy exercise we're we're, we're poles apart really in in athleticism but um, we were talking about things that can be really useful um, to people when they're in isolation Um, whether there's you know whether there were children um, in families big groups of people or on their own and one thing that we were talking about was learning something completely new because mm. it completely takes all your focus. Mm. So he was talking to me about learning Greek, for example. Oh, I'm horrendous at languages, but what he was saying, what we were both saying together is it, it occupies your thought process almost completely because y- you have to 
focus on that one thing um, that you've never done before um, and it can feel like a massive achievement even if you learn one word or a sentence well, um, you and can it also can be a pick, sharing um, experience you could also brilliant. pick a because um, um, uh, Greek is really difficult but I mean they'd be nice if you try like French or um, German or Spanish they're the more mm. traditional ones if you didn't do them at school they're, they're a bit mm. easier to pick up so. yeah and the other thing is if you were planning on going on holiday this year say to Spain or Italy or France then maybe ch- choose the language of the place you were going to yeah. um, to prepare yourself for your holiday next year Una yeah. por favor that's about <laughs> all I know bonjour <laughs> bonjour <laughs> so, um, my recommendation if you're at home and you're not alone adults only this mind um, if you have a Chromecast you can play Cards Against Humanity using your devices Ah. There, there is a download wow, no and you can cast it up onto your TV and it lets you take turns being like the, the game master ah. and you get dished out all the cards like you would do if you're playing the real thing. But a lot People didn't necessarily buy it before lockdown, but you can oh. play it by downloading um, the game. It's called Cards, cards Against Humanity. Ah. I think it's called Cardcast. I think is the name of the game. That sounds great. Um, and it's yeah. hilarious. I mean, I don't know if you've ever played Cards Against Humanity, but it's a very funny game. It's hilarious. Um, it's one of my yeah, favourite games. It does sound good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Movie-wise, I think my recommendation at the moment from Netflix would be Spy. Oh. oh I don't know that one. That sounds... What's that about? Um, a spy? Yeah, it, it's, it's got a lot of very famous people in you it. You don't say, Rose. That you'd know, so... Uh, but yeah, um, Melinda... Um, is it Messinger? No, it's not Melinda Vassar. It's um, Melissa McCarthy, Jude Law, Miranda Hart. I've seen it. It's a brilliant film. It's very, very funny. Jason Statham. Anyway, uh, that's it for this week. Time has beaten us again. Uh, Your presenters this week have been Stephanie Barnett and myself, Andy Shorten. Thanks to our home station, BCFM, for facilitating the broadcast. Uh, until next time, same time, same channels, uh, we will be back with some kind of a show next week. And myself and the rest of the team say bye-bye, everyone. <laughs> bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. Shout out. LGBT Radio for you.